everybody. Welcome. We are going to do some announcements here. All right, our first announcement is Spring Retreat is coming up April 22nd to the 24th at Little Galilee. And do we have a slide for that? They are going to show you how to sign up. There it is, boom. So you are not gonna wanna miss this. We have Daniel Goulet and Carolyn Yoder coming to speak. Um, so yeah, that's gonna be pretty exciting. Definitely make sure you guys get signed up and invite a friend. Um, whoa, that got really loud there. <laughs> Baptisms are also happening on April 24th, that Sunday. If you are, yeah, if you are interested, let me, Ken or Angela know and we will get you um, to the right person. There, there is a class that you have to take before you get baptized, so please let us know if that's something that you are considering doing. And our Kingdom Kids annual bunny hop is coming up. Who here helps out in Kingdom Kids? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. If you are able to um, volunteer to help with that, it's going to be on Saturday, April 9th from 9.30 to 11.30. They're going to have all kinds of different stations that you can work at, so just let me know, and we'll get you over to our Kingdom's Kingdom Kid Pastor, who is actually our speaker tonight. If you guys want to welcome Taylor Daniel. <laughs> Sorry, it's like awkward. I feel like I should like play music as you <laughs> walk up. That's okay. Yeah, so guys, would you stretch out your hands? We're going to pray over Taylor before we start. So Jesus, we just thank you that we um, just have the pleasure to have Taylor come and speak to us tonight, God, and just pour into our lives. We just say, God, bless her and bless this message. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, it's all yours. All right, thank you. You guys, I'm a little jittery because right before this, I was yawning. I was like, okay, I got to get some caffeine in me, and now I have a lot of caffeine in me, <laughs> but... We're going to do this. All right. I'm Taylor Daniel. If you have not met me, I am the kids pastor here at the Vineyard. Yes. <laughs> we love the kids. Um, I've traveled to eight different countries, 46 of the 50 states, so I'm really close. And um, lost where I am already. I grew up dreaming of becoming a teacher and getting married at 23 and then wanting kids at like 24 or 25 and when I turned 25 I was still very single and I began this journey with the Lord of being content in every season that I was in and began to joyfully live what I called my best single life and when I was single, I was talking to my friends, and they were just talking about dating and how there were just like, it didn't seem like there were any options, no guys around. And I remember telling them, you know, my picture of God must be pretty small if I believe that, if I believe that, um, that he can bring anyone here. I even said, I was like, I bet he could bring somebody even from, like, Africa. And, well, sure enough, he did. I met my husband who immigrated from Nigeria a few years later. Yes, the Lord can do it. Um, we became friends, and we got 
married, well, we fell in love, and then we got married just about two years ago. And um, I also never imagined being a pastor. I grew up thinking that I'd be a teacher for the rest of my life. I taught seven years in an elementary school in Rantoul. I loved it. I thrived. I had some really tough classes in some tough situations, but I fell in love with those kids, with the families, and what the Lord was doing in my school and in my classroom. And then the Lord began to move in my heart, and he began to open a door I never imagined him opening. And I walked through as he invited me to say yes to um, something new in my life. So um, in the world standards, it was not the wise thing to do. It really did not make any sense, and, but I'm so glad that I did it. And tonight, we're going to talk about our destiny. We're going to talk about the things that the Lord has put in your heart. And we're going to talk about how to live your full destiny and your calling, no matter what your situation is, what season of life you are in, and that no decision that you make can mess up your call and your destiny and the things that the Lord has placed in your life. And that he loves to go on this journey with us of navigating our choices and learning our, our identity in him and the things that he wants to accomplish in your life. So we're going to go ahead and pray and invite Holy Spirit in. So Jesus, we thank you for being here tonight. We thank you for the words that you have to speak to us and that you are um, speaking identity over us and wanting to tell us more about our calling and our destiny. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, well, before we jump into tonight's talk, I want you to do something for me. Go ahead and either take out your phones or something to write with, however you want to write this down. And for two minutes, we're going to write down every dream, passion, calling of ours that you can think of. I want you to write down even the things that feel too big or that you don't know why you would even think of this, or you don't feel like you could even accomplish this, I want you to write all of that down. I'm going to give you two minutes, and then I'm going to go on. So go ahead, two minutes. Maybe, maybe we got some music to go in the background. There we go. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> seconds. All righty. 
Well, we will come back to these. If you're finishing them up, go ahead and continue finishing them up. But you are in such an important season of your life. A lot of you are studying and learning, growing academically and personally. Many of you are learning things like how to navigate different types of friendships, how to live in the same space and interact with roommates who are very different from you and live totally different than what you're used to. You might even be learning how to cook and are faced with the fact that you have to figure out what to eat for every meal, every day. (laughs) I remember my senior year of college, I made a lot of chicken quesadillas, pasta and salad, and ate a ton of takeout because I had never really bought my own groceries or planned for my own meals. And Honestly, to be honest, I am still doing this. I am still figuring this out, but my cooking palette has definitely expanded since my junior year of college. Um, And many of you are probably continually wrestling wrestling with this question. What do I want to be when I grow up? Who do I want to become? Ultimately, what's this all for? What's my career going to be? How do I accomplish the dreams of my heart? Many times we can come to this place of being fearful of messing up, that we're going to make a choice and somehow get off the path that we think we're supposed to be on. There's this moment in the Bible that I love. It's John 21, 15 through 23, and Jesus has just been resurrected, and Peter, he's decided in this moment to go back to fishing. See, Peter had this moment where he messed up. He betrayed Jesus three times. In fact, the third time, Jesus actually heard him and saw him do the betrayal. Peter messed up. And, and he had been called, Peter had been called to make fishers of men and to point people to Jesus. But in this moment, Peter betrayed Jesus. So when Jesus comes back and is resurrected, he, Peter decides, you know what, I'm going to go back to my old job. I'm going to go back to fishing. So Jesus has this moment with Peter where he sits down for breakfast with him. And he asks Peter, do you burn with love for me more than these? He uses this word that means like an agape love, which means an unending, undying love. I'll lay down my life for you. So he asks Peter this question. And Peter responds, he says, that I do have great affection for for you, but I have a filial love, which means like I have a brotherly love. And even though Peter's not able to use that same love that Jesus asks him, Jesus still calls Peter into his destiny. He still says, take care of my lambs. He's still calling him into his destiny, even though Peter's like, I can't do this. Then Jesus repeats his question. He lowers the question a little bit, and he says, Simon, son of John, do you burn for love? For me. And Peter says, Yes, you know, I have great affection for you. So even though Peter still he he knows he can't match Jesus' cape love and that he can only extend brotherly love, Jesus still tells him, Take care of my sheep. He still calls him into his destiny. And again, they have this conversation, and Jesus asks again, Peter, son of John, do you have great affection for me? And this time, Jesus is using the word filial love instead of agape love. And Peter's saddened 
because he's asked this third time, and it's this lower level of love. And he responds, Lord, you know everything. You know that I burn with love for you. And so Jesus says, feed my lambs. He's, in this moment, Jesus is showing us that our human limitations, the things that we do, the things that we mess up in, cannot disqualify us from the things that he's called us to. We can't mess up or disqualify ourselves from the things he's put inside of us. We don't have to be fearful of making a mistake, doing the wrong thing. Our heart, when it loves Jesus and lives for him, he remains with us. And he calls us into our destiny and the, place, and the things that he's placed inside of us. We're going to read Ephesians 1.11. We have it up here, but if you want to pull out your phones or your Bible, feel free to read with me. Through our union with Christ, we too have been claimed by God as his own inheritance. Before we were even born, he gave us our destiny that we would fulfill the plan of God who always accomplishes every purpose and plan in his heart. So at the end of my senior year of college, I had all these dreams and visions in my heart of what I wanted to be. I'd just gotten home from student teaching in Spain, and I had dreams in my heart about working with kids in other countries, and I wanted to impact the lives of kids and families who were hurting and broken. So I began to apply to some different schools in the U.S., as well as thinking about if it was time to teach abroad. And I was excited, but I was uncertain about what life would be like outside of college. And I knew I had this dream to teach, but I also had these big dreams, dreams that I didn't know if I would ever be able to accomplish I wanted to change the adoption and foster system and see it restored. I wanted to become a wife and a mom. I wanted to minister to families and kids. And then I heard God inviting me to teach in the school in Rantoul. And I kept having this repeated thought, like, Rantoul, Rantoul, Rantoul. And I was like, I cannot imagine doing that. I had grown up in this area in Champaign-Urbana, and I had no desire to move back here. <laughs> um, I, and I honestly, I couldn't imagine myself teaching and thriving in Rantoul. If you grow up in this area, you hear some rumors about the city and about teaching in Rantoul, and I could not imagine doing that. So I was wrestling with this question, well, what if I do the wrong thing? <laughs> What if I choose something and it's horrible? Every big choice I've had to make in my life, the Lord has given me the freedom to choose. He often has invited me and opened the door for me, and he's always just been waiting for my yes and my choice. I know that he's going to meet me in the middle of whatever I choose to do because I've invited him into my life, and this is the same for you. He gives you the freedom to choose. Now, not everything I have said yes to has been easy, but the Lord has met me in every place. And when you're in circumstances that aren't easy, God wants to meet you in the middle of those. So I ended up taking this interview for this school in Rantoul, and um, I accepted the position. I'm extremely nervous about taking it. And I end up meeting and teaching with this girl who becomes one of my closest friends. 
I fall in love with my class. All of my students and the parents of my students all speak Spanish as their primary language, which was a passion in my life and still is as I was understanding and growing in my ability to speak and listen to Spanish. And I got to interact with people who were really different from me. I got to live out my destiny in a completely different setting than I had pictured. But it was better than I had dreamed. I chose to say yes to the invitation to teach a Rantoul, but I know God would have shown up if I had lived out my destiny and if I had still chosen a different path. The Lord wants to encourage you in this season that he's always with you, that he's good things for you, and that he would love for you to invite him into the process and in the journey of making these decisions and that you can't mess it up. He's too big of a God for you to, to make these choices and mess up his plan. When we do make mistakes or in the middle of a hard circumstance, he's ready to call us still into our destiny, just like he did with Peter. We often begin to think of our career and the things that we do as who we are in our identity. You know, you probably hear these questions a lot right now. If you are in um, college, what's your major? And then, what do you want to do with that? <laughs> or sometimes, you know, when you meet somebody for the first time, here's, here's what you usually hear. Okay, what's your name? And then the next question that follows, what do you do? We have this picture that the things that we do, our job, our career, the things that we are passionate about and going for are who we are and who we're made to be. The world wants to define us by what we do. And we have been told that our value and our worth come from our career labels. But the person who created us that knows everything about you and who you're created to be says something different. The Lord has just been challenging me in this lately. I went to school to be a teacher, like I've been telling you guys. And a large part of the teaching world is all about what kind of teacher you are high school teacher, preschool teacher, first grade teacher, fifth grade teacher, it all looks a little different. And there are a lot of labels in our world. We think about people and their identity through these labels and make assumptions about them. This summer, God invited me to say yes to something completely unexpected. He asked me to become a pastor, leave teaching. And I've been wrestling with him about this change. Because I had an idea of what it meant to be a pastor and to leave being a teacher, what that meant because of the title and the label. I realized that I had been preparing for, to be a teacher most of my life and had become part of my identity. I know I'm called to teach, but when it looked different than what I expected, I did navigate that with him. I realized that I put a lot of worth and value in the title teacher instead of knowing that that's just inside of me. That's who I am no matter what circumstance I'm in, no matter what my job title is. All right, I want to read a few verses from Psalms 139 about how God knows and loves us deeply and 
how he's prepared our future before we are even formed. So Psalms 139, 1 through 5 says, Lord, you know there, everything there is to know about me. You perceive every moment, movement of my heart and soul, and you understand every thought before it even enters my mind. You are so intimately aware of me. Lord, you read my heart like an open book, and you know all the words I'm about to speak before I even start a sentence. You know every step I take before my journey ever begins. You've gone into my future to prepare the way. And in kindness, you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. With your hand of love upon my life, you impart a blessing to me. This whole... This whole chapter, this whole um, Psalms 139 continues to go on about how deeply we are loved and known by God. So first and foremost, you are loved and known by God. Your true identity and your worth come from him, and he is deeply in love with you. And there's nothing you can do to earn his love. Romans 8.38 actually tells us that. So now I live with confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from God's love. I'm convinced that his love will triumph over death, over life's troubles, fallen angels, or dark rulers in the heavens. God delights in us in the way he made us. And he has given us the dreams and gifts to partner with him in bringing the kingdom of God to earth. It doesn't matter what you do. You can always live out your destiny in the things he's placed inside of you. Whether you're a student, you're sitting in a desk job, you're serving in the military, you're starting a nonprofit, working in a church, running a business, being a teacher, a nurse, a police officer, even searching for a job. You're not defined by that. And you live out your destiny in every circumstance. So I want to give you an example of my own life of living in a circumstance that says I'm not actually living in my destiny. But God has invited me to know and believe who he has created me to be. And I get to say yes to growing in the calling and the gift of my life. Say I love kids. And I have a deep desire to one day have a bunch of kids in my family. Both natural kids and adopted kids. And I know God has called me to be a mom. And I know that I actually, I get to live that destiny out every day, even now. I'm not yet a mom. But I've mothered many teenagers and many kids in my life through teaching, through working with our junior high and high school students in ministry, through kingdom kids, through babysitting and loving my friends' kids. I've prayed for and prepared for my kids by listening to podcasts, reading parenting books, asking my friends who have kids all the questions. And I know God has called me to be a mom. Even when my circumstances don't match what I think that they should look like. Some of you are called to create solutions to problems in areas of poverty, homelessness, racism, foster care, pollution, government, all the things. But as the Lord prepares you and asks you to step into your destiny, your circumstances don't feel like they're matching what your heart is beating for. Some of you are called to things that feel really big. And when you look around, you feel like your circumstances don't match. The Lord works outside of what the world views as the right path or the perfect time, timing to achieve success. 
Habakkuk 2.3, it says, For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Oftentimes, we can feel like we're racing against the clock to fulfill our destiny and our calling. We can feel like we need to accomplish everything in our heart before we reach a certain age. We can actually begin to look around at the different people who we admire. And instead of celebrating what God is doing in and through their life, we can begin to compare ourselves to them. We can begin to feel like somehow we're behind or become envious of them and what God is doing instead of looking at them with our eyes of hope. One of my favorite things to do is when I'm dreaming about the next season is to intentionally celebrate the people who are in that season that I'm dreaming about. So when I was in high school, this looked like me showing up in encouragement and celebration for the seniors who were graduating. In my early 20s, it looked like me helping pick out cute outfits for dates for my friends and talking about them and asking them questions about their dates. In my mid-20s, it looked like me celebrating and honoring, both out of my mouth and in my heart, my friends who were getting engaged and married. It, it meant choosing not to be sad or bitter or envious and saying, why not me? Why is it not my turn? But fully focusing on the person who was in that season because... When that, when that season finally came for me, when I graduated, when I went on dates, when I got engaged, when I got married, I had this beautiful gratefulness of the faithfulness of God. When I celebrated somebody else reaching that season and saw how faithful God was for them, I knew that that was coming for me. I looked at the people who went before me as a testimony of the Lord's faithfulness because he did it for them. I know he can do it for me in his timing. All right, so as we close, I want to invite you to do something for a few minutes before we have our discussion. I'm going to invite the Holy Spirit to reveal to us what he's called us to and what he's saying about your destiny. I think he wants to tell you things tonight that he wants you to keep in your heart and not forget what he's saying and what he's said because whatever circumstance you're in, He's bigger than them. So go ahead and look back at those things that you wrote down, those dreams. We're going to invite Holy Spirit, and I want you to listen to what he's saying. And then um, in a few minutes, we'll have our discussion and, and share a little bit about what um, we're talking about tonight. So Jesus, we thank you. We invite you, Holy Spirit. Yeah, Lord, we thank you for all the dreams right now in this room. Yeah, Lord, and we ask that you begin to speak to us about our destiny and our calling and what you want to do in our lives. But God, more than anything, we thank you that you love us and that we can't mess up. Yeah, so Jesus, I'm just going to let you talk now.
All right, we are gonna go ahead and move into discussion. And tonight we have a few prompts to get you started, but honestly, just follow Holy Spirit and what he's kind of leading you into. But I would start by sharing a dream or two that you wrote down at the beginning and then talking about what you heard God speak to you about them tonight just now. So go ahead and enjoy your discussion. Thanks for letting me share with you guys tonight. Okay, before you get into discussion, yeah, sorry, y'all. I just kind of took on the mic like that. <laughs> okay, so real quick, um, everybody have their phones? Everyone take out your phone because um, I want to make sure you have your calendar out and that we can have dates in. So tomorrow we're going bowling together as an alive family, and we want you guys all to be there and, like, fellowship with us and, you know, commune with us. So tomorrow at the Union... At 6.30, we're going bowling, and then afterward, we're going to Cocomero. So if you can join, just show up. And if you can't, we'll have other events that you can come to. Um, for Healing on the Streets, they are looking for college students to come and join Healing on the Streets. Um, they're going to have a teaching or like a something that you have to come to on April 2nd. And so if you ever wanted to participate in power evangelism, um, just participate in, like Vineyard says, doing the stuff. I encourage you to join. It could be a really unique experience, and that will be April 2nd at 10 a.m. And then the last thing before we go, real quick, I know y'all ready to discuss. Just give me one more second. We need people to pass these out. So on Sunday mornings, we're going to have, we need like a few volunteers to pass these out to everyone who looks like a college student. Even if you don't think they're college students, just give it to them. Just put it in their hand. So if you want to volunteer starting this Sunday for the 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. service, you can go to Patrice and she'll give you some of these or me and I'll hand you some. All right. That's everything. Thank you for listening. Hi, guys. I'm back. All right, well, I am excited to hear a little bit about what you guys talked about in your tables. So if you have something that you would like to share, whether or not that's like your dreams that you're looking at or something that stood out to you tonight, would you raise your hand? Ken's going to come around. And if you want to share, we, got, we need somebody to be bold, be the first one. Did, did I hear Emily say, I'll go? <laughs> Is that what you said? <laughs> Chelsea. And then we got one over near Rebecca. Well, we're coming to you next. Hello. <laughs> um, during this week, I, like, I heard about the theme of what we were talking about, and I felt the Lord tell me, as you're walking in your calling, I always say this. I got this from like a sermon, but uh, the sermon speaker said, God won't take something from you and give you less as you're walking in your calling. And if you're still breathing, you have a purpose and a calling. And you're called to your family and you're called to break generational strongholds and curses. You're, the calling is heavy. The assignment is heavy. But God is knocking at the door and he's asking you, are you ready to open the door to accept your calling? 
So good. So good. Yes, let's clap for her. All right, we had one over here near Rebecca. got this okay um so it's about dreams right yeah is, is that what yeah. it is okay whatever you want to share um so i shared that um, i'm actually also a teacher so um i shared that i wanted to like be a principal or something up there you know in the education world so all. good i want to pray for you later Okay, so when Taylor was asking you to sit and just kind of listen to what God was telling you, did anybody have anything that they want to share that God put in you tonight that was kind of a surprise to you? I guess, um, so for the third question, have you ever had where you felt like you might mess up your calling or destiny? Not that I mess it up, but just um, if it was going to be what I wanted fully and that, like, I play football and that's my dream to make it to the NFL, but I put so much pressure on myself that it has to be that and that I started to realize that whatever God has called for me, like, hopefully it is football. And I can use that as a platform for his glory and, like, showing that, like, um, he's brought me here and I didn't even believe I could do it. But that's just the power of him. But no matter what he does, I've, I've finally felt comfortable that his destiny for me is going to um, be prosperous and help me be victorious. Because as long as I stay connected to the source and stay with him, I can't lose because he's already won everything. So good. So good. We got one up here, Angie. Right here. With Grace. <laughs> Hi. Um, I liked I just uh what Taylor said. Um if he is faithful to others and he is faithful to you, like, that really hit kind of hard because I think you can compare and look at other people's and other people's dreams coming true, and that can be a place of jealousy, but just turning it around for the good and seeing, like, God is faithful, um, yeah, that, like, God is good. So good, Grace. Yeah, I think... Tonight, especially, I know we're, we have a lot that Jesus wants to pray for, but I think that specifically is something if you are wrestling with comparison or you're watching people step into destiny that you want, I want to pray for you and, and receive prayer tonight because I think Jesus really wants to change your perspective. Go ahead. Hi. Hey, everybody. Hey, y'all. Hey. Um. <laughs> So 
uh, one thing that I was getting out of, like, our conversation that God kind of reminded me of. So, like, first of all, I wanted to be um, a teacher since I was, like, in fifth grade. But I saw myself saying it, and God was, like, showing me, like, you said you wanted to be a teacher because you wanted your teachers to praise you, and you wanted to receive their validation. And so I kept hearing the word, like, validation. And um, I wrote down, like, sometimes we choose things for other people, right? So we choose even like our lives for other people. And one thing that I got as well was like, it's okay to go rogue. Like it's okay to Amen. not do what your parents want you to do. Okay, wait, that was dangerous. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay to not do like exactly what they want you to do and whoever that they may be for you May, may God reveal that to you. Yeah, I just want to go off of that because that's kind of something we talked about at our table too. Um, specifically with the second question, like something we've believed about ourselves, um, I feel like we hear a lot the saying that you are who you surround yourself with, which in a sense is like really good and it like keeps us on the right track. But at the same time, I think it kind of has the misconception of like when you leave that environment, like who are you? And so we were all kind of talking about like being seniors and stepping into this next step. Like once we leave campus, um, like who are we without those external opinions? And so it kind of ties into like parents' opinions or friends' opinions. And so I think personally for me, like when we were first asked the question about our dreams, I'm like, I don't know, I need to like call my mom and ask. Like, <laughs> or it's like, you know, like what are our goals? What are our passions? What's my identity? And I think a lot of times, like, I mean, personally, I base it on what I think it should be and not necessarily what it is. Um, so I feel like tonight, I'm just kind of feeling like, getting that revelation that, like, um, I can, like, have those own dreams for myself. I don't know what that's going to look like, but it doesn't have to be what feels safe or what everyone around me is doing, but, like, I have my own dreams. So. Sean, right here. Okay. Um, <laughs> relax. Um, this isn't really, like, answering one of the questions. Sorry, this is kind of off topic. But I feel like there's been a lot of uh, talk about people-pleasing tonight. And we talked about it at Rev last night. And I feel like God is going to have some breakthrough tonight. So really push into that during worship and ministry time because I feel like chains are going to be broken. So good. Okay, um, so I have had this dream for a while, and um, I, I sort of killed it, um, but I feel like God has been resurrecting it in me. Um, sorry. Um, and it's just to, to travel the world and experience it as God created it. So... Um, I want to live a life that's not my own, 
I want to experience things that I never have, and that scares me a lot because I just have this fear that I'll never be able to do it. I'll never be able to separate myself from my family because they are my number one. They're my core. Um, they are my identity. Um, but I feel like God has been creating a new identity in me separate from them, which has been hard, and I don't really fully understand why. But when when Taylor, I don't know where she is. It's okay. I'm right Hi. here. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. Um, <laughs> when, you, when you prayed for us, and then the music turned on. I just saw this picture of me in just a foreign country, surrounded by people who do not look like me, don't speak the same language. And I was fully immersed in their lives, in their culture, in, in their daily life. And I was happier than I had ever been. And I just feel like, yeah, God, as I share with my table, like God is just like renewing the hope that, um, my dreams are there for a reason, so. So good, Addie. Maddie. Hey, girl. So, question number two, it's the one, like, what do you believe about yourself, right, based off your circumstances? Well, I, for a little bit, have felt like I was a disappointment to my family because at Reverb, I felt like I was being called into youth ministry, and I went home, I was excited, I went to tell my mom and my dad, and my dad looked at me and goes, I'm disappointed, that that's what you want to do, and I was like, okay, not the reaction I was expecting, like, but okay, so then I, like, for a few days, I was like, I'm disappointing everyone around me because I want to be a youth pastor, but then I just felt like God told me, was like, yeah, but your earthly father might not approve, but I approve. So are you going to follow me or are you going to follow him? And I just felt like God was telling me, like, I have so much planned for your life. Don't let the him, like, saying that you're a disappointment or, like, the, somebody that has a big influence in my life saying that I'm a disappointment define me because Jesus' importance in my life and what he thinks of me is so much more than what my dad has to say because Jesus is the father of everything and he like he loves us so much so like knowing that Jesus is calling me into youth ministry it just makes my passion and like me defying my parents just so much stronger because I believe that Jesus like Jesus' plan is so much greater Um, so we talked about um, basically following the rhythms of God's grace for our life and how grace equals pace and kind of equal to question three because um, sometimes when we have these ideas of our dreams or our destiny, we can feel like we have to hurry up and rush to get there. And we use the example like, oh, I want to be a musician, so I have to sing with Maverick City, like, today. Or, like, I need to make sure, like, I'm doing everything I can to make sure my dreams happen. And I feel like I just posed a question, like, do we not trust God enough to, the one who gave us the, the dreams, to also make it come to pass? And so I feel like there's this beautiful walking 
back and forth trust and obedience process with him that we don't have to make these dreams happen but when he brings it to us we have the choice to say yeah god i'm ready i'm gonna follow you and or no maybe another time so just living presently and what he has for us right now and also like living out some of the dreams right now we were also talking about like if i want to be a speaker but i'm not even partaking partaking any speaking now then what am i going to do when i get there and so like living out some of my dreams now if i say i want to do worship let's start worshiping now let's do what i can here and now so yeah so great <laughs> someone needs to quote you on that grace equals pace that was so good sure <laughs> i um what's up um what's up hey um I'm not going to lie. I feel like uh, some other people kind of like went through this. But uh, during the time when you told us to kind of like pray, uh, go into that moment of prayer to see, to hear about those dreams that uh, the Lord wants to give to us, I was kind of a little nervous. I just wanted to like shut out because uh, I was nervous that like the dreams that I have is not the same so for what, what the Lord has for planned for me. So I kind of yeah. tuned out because I was kind of like nervous, like all... Um, like the interests and passions I have aren't going to be um, uh, kind of like the same as like what the Lord has. Right. I kind of feel like other people may make are kind of going through that now, but at least that's what like how I was feeling. So I'm kind of try to like um, go through with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the Lord and and you can go on your own journey with this, but he made you with those dreams, with those passions, with the things that you are so excited about. Like, he put those in your heart. And so, it, and it can be scary when when he changes, like, the view of what that looks like, right? Like, I was talking about how, you know, I wanted to be a teacher, and I got to be a teacher, but he also, like, switched the path, and I became a pastor. But, I, but that's already in my heart. I'm so passionate about that. I get to work with kids. I get to do these things that I love. So he's not going to put something in your heart. He's not, I heard somebody say it earlier. He's not going to give you something and then, and then take it away, right? Like he's so excited about what he, he has in your heart. So keep pushing into that. Keep wrestling with the Lord on that. But that's such a good word. Okay, we're going to take a couple more. Oh, um, to go off of Hector... Um, we actually challenged the thought at the table about the response when the song came on and we were just sitting. Um, what happens if you didn't hear God say anything? Um, and does that mean that, like Hector said, does it mean that the dream I may have doesn't equal what God has for me or that the dream is completely different in general? And I feel like um, there's something that is resting in that silence with like, well, God, do I have a dream? Do you have something for me? And we can read things like Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, et cetera, et cetera. And we can say it over ourselves and meditate on it, but if you don't know it, if you don't believe that thing, then it's just words. No different than you can say your name on repeat. You know what I'm saying? Somebody asks you your name, it's Nakaya. Cool. You move on. But if you don't believe that thing, if you don't think that God's character is true. If you don't find that he is saying, I will move these plans forward. I actually have plans for you. I have dreams for you that I took my time creating you before I placed you. I know what you like, and I'm willing to walk you up to that. If we don't walk with God, the way that they were saying grace equals pace, um, it, there's no rush to the dream. 
I guess is what I feel Holy Spirit saying. There's no rush to it. If you didn't hear anything tonight, it won't be the last time. And there won't be another time that you won't feel what you felt tonight. But there will be a time that God does respond or that you respond to God and say, hey, I found it. And he will just say, and it is so. So I feel like the encouragement here is just that if you didn't hear anything tonight, you're not less than anybody who did. Um, and that there isn't anything more of God that you're missing out on or anything like that. So good. That's so good. Okay, we're going to do one more. I'll, I'll do it quick. Um, I just feel like um, the Lord just kind of hit me with something. And um, I think what kind of the way I want to start living my life is like not how does God fit into my story, but how do I fit into God's story? And what like like the dreams, like not like selfishly looking at like what can God do for me, but like what do I have to offer him? guys, we're going to enter into a time of worship where we all stand. today to allow yourself to just be one-on-one -on -one with God. Allow yourself to just give everything to Him because He's the only thing that matters today. But before we go into any music, I just want to extend a time, a moment of silence where everyone can just allow themselves to embrace His presence, embrace God coming into this room right now. So I just want to give a moment of silence before we begin to sing any songs.
We 
when God walked out into the, the water and he, he went up into the mountain and he went into solitude and he come back down and instead of calling the disciples over to pick him up in the boat, he walked out on the water and the waves were treacherous. And Peter said, at first they thought he was a ghost. They didn't know who he was. He said, I am. And they said, Peter said, God, if it's you, call me out on the water. So Peter stepped out on the water. And as long as he kept his eyes on God, he walked on the water. But when Peter started looking at his circumstances around him, the treacherous ways, he went under. And he said, and he reached his hand out for God. God is here. He's reaching his hand out. Saying, keep your eyes on me. Don't look at your circumstances. Look at him. Because, Jerry, would you go back after this and start where it's talking about the mountain and the sin? And I want you to declare these words over your life because God is saying, You're here, you know, and He's here with you. But don't look at your circumstances. It's hard not to look at your circumstances, but if you keep your eyes on God, God just takes those circumstances away and he can change anything because he is a miracle worker. for me. 
Hi guys, um, my name is Joseph. So I'm just visiting you guys and see how you guys are doing. Um, when you guys were speaking, uh, I heard God saying that He loves you guys all, and whatever you're doing right now is great, great what you've been doing. And the one, only thing, they kind of embarrassed to share this, but actually, um, you know, I'm here to say, well, God, what can I teach these kids? And God said, you have nothing to teach them. They're a lot better than you are when you're that age. So I have nothing to say to you guys except, you know, a few things that, um, you know, I heard some people saying, you know, earlier about dreams. They think it's a mundane dream. It's not God-related. It's fine. That's fine. The thing, only thing I want to share is that whatever theology you're going to make is good. Because theology is not a God. Theology is way to God. If you have theology, but you have not met or you have not found God, that is wrong theology. So whatever your theology, you're walking on path right now, everybody's different, every individual different, different pace. As long as you find God with that theology, you're doing great. Only thing I want you to kind of remember and meditate is that you guys all are righteous. The righteous man and wicked man is only one difference. Righteous, when they fall, they get up and look towards God and they walk again. Wicked, they stand still and they complain. Same question you guys asking, the problems you're asking. Turn around and ask with a different point of view. What does God say? What I would say? Is my point of view, my theology really for God or mine? At this time, it's okay to have any kind of this, this confusion. That's fine. As I said, theology is only a map. So don't fall behind it. Just walk on your own pace. And God is here at this moment. And He's going to have great things for you. And He has a lot of ministry coming up. So bless. It was somebody over here, I don't know who it was, said, uh, so after we graduate and we step out into the world, who are we? I don't remember who it was over here, but I, I, I was thinking about that, and I was praying, and while you were worshiping, the Lord just showed me that that uh, who, you, who you are, a lot of it is your dreams, the dreams that he's given you. And so in ministry time, I'd like for everybody to, to receive prayer over their dreams but but the vision he showed me I was standing over there I was looking across the group and and he just made it so clear that that he is he's going to change the world through each and every one of you through the dreams he's given you and it's going to be good and you're here and you're receiving and and he's pouring into you the dreams that he wants you to complete so don't discount your dreams don't uh, say they're only dreams because that is, that's the direction he's giving you. So, uh, but while we go into ministry time, we'll, we'll, uh, you can seek out any of us. We'll all be open to, to pray for you. We'd love to pray for anybody at all for, for anything. And, and if anyone needs healing in their body, I would like to pray for that too. So, yeah, we'll just start up. And I guess ministers, if you want to spread out or line up, however you want to do it. Hang on, Taylor's got a word. Hey guys. All right, so I was just asking Jesus what he wanted to do to start tonight with ministry time. And I felt, I just kept hearing the word trust. 
in a few different ways. Um, some of you even mentioned earlier, like, I don't know if I can trust God with, with the things that I have in my heart. I don't know if he's going to come through for me. I don't know if his dreams and the call that he has on my life, I don't know if I can trust him. And then some of you have this huge dream in your heart. And you, and a lot of you were sharing that tonight about, you know, it even goes against the people who have major influence in your life. And you're like, God, can I trust you? Can I trust you to step out in this? So I want to pray for you just to get started with ministry time tonight. So if that's you, I want you to be brave and just raise your hands. Like, Jesus, I need your trust. And I'm gonna pray for you. So Holy Spirit, come. God, we need you. God, we don't know if we can trust you. Yeah, so I just declare, Jesus, we can trust you. And Lord, I just pray that you become more evident right now. Jesus, that you begin to move, that your spirit begins to move over your sons and daughters who are saying, Jesus, can I trust you? God, will you catch me? Can I step out of the boat into this crazy water? Do you have my back? So God, over everyone who's raising their hand right now, we just pray that you show up, you move. Yeah, and if, if you are standing around and just see somebody with their hands up and you feel led to go pray for them, I want you to do that right now. really quick one more reminder if you are wanting to pray over your dreams there are other people around who want to pray for you too so find somebody or they're going to come find you make sure you get prayer tonight
Okay, folks, you continue to get your prayer if you're praying. Uh, we're going to close out here in respect for the facilities team. We do a hard stop at 9, so we're going to wrap up. But I just want to pray us out. So, Lord, we just thank you so much for just pouring your blessing out over each and every one of these dreams in this room, Lord. God, we know that they are blessed by you. We know that they are are followed through by your love and your determination through each and every one of these children of yours, Lord. We thank you and praise you for what you've done tonight, Lord, and what you're going to do from this point forward. And God, we just thank you for the blessing of your Holy Spirit and just being with us tonight and pouring out over each and every one of these people as they go about their way. So God, we just thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.